Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady. America's number one small business expert, and I would like to welcome you to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you are suffering from anxiety with everything going on with this pandemic, you are not alone. Dr. Chloe Carmichael is here to help us all. She's a licensed clinical psychologist and author of the new book, Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. She heads a successful private practice in New York City and writes a blog for Psychology Today. Her holistic approach includes stress management techniques that help people overcome anxiety. For more information, go to drchloe.com. Chloe, welcome. Thank you so much for coming to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thanks, Melinda. It's so great to be with you. Well, listen, I've been waiting all day to talk to you, okay? <laughs> I feel like you should put your little sign out that says the doctor is in five cents. Okay, so talk to me. It, we're, we've been living in some stressful times. Now everybody's stressed out over trying to get the vaccine, right? So how, how are people coping with stress these days? Well, you know, everybody has different ways, of course, and some people's are healthier than others. But one of the things that I've been excited for people to understand is that they can take that stress and almost use it as a springboard for healthy activities. So, you know, whether that means connecting more with the people around you or like some of your earlier guests were saying about building new skills and digging deeper and becoming more resilient. Those are really the best ways that we can cope. So many of your clients are highly successful people. Does stress affect successful people differently than the rest of us? <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, I mean, on a certain level, it can because successful people are used to, you know, being successful. They're used to feeling to a certain degree, at least in control of their lives. Not that they've never had challenges. They're successful because they can overcome challenges, but they're not necessarily accustomed to pandemic type challenges. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we're suddenly destabilized and thrown a curveball and we're not used to being in a scramble position quite as much, that can be kind of unnerving for successful people. It can be unnerving for everybody, of course. But again, the good news is, is that Mother Nature actually gives us a little extra boost of adrenaline when we get knocked off. And that's how we can use it to come back even stronger. All right. So 
In your book, Nervous Energy, you refer to successful people as high-functioning people. What does that mean? And and could you be a high-functioning person without even knowing it? Yes, I think you absolutely could be. So a clinical term, high-functioning, basically people that are, they have enough resources cognitively and emotionally to be able to say, set an alarm and get out of bed at a certain time, whether or not they feel like it, to hold a job, to have a couple of good relationships. Those are things, Melinda, that we might just take for granted as that's just everyday life and that's doing what we're supposed to do. But actually it's pretty special. And so in psychology, someone who's doing all of those things is generally considered to be high functioning. So yes, many people could be high functioning and not even actually know it. All right. Well, that's interesting. So I know that in your book, you talk about the nine anxiety tools to help people harness their nervous energy for good. Can you tell us some of your favorite tools that you like to use on people? Sure. Well, Melinda, one I would imagine would connect with your audience is called the to-do list with emotions, because I know we all have to-do lists, right? Especially busy business owners. But what a lot of successful people can sometimes find is that they feel like they're procrastinating and they're not sure why, or they have that kind of hamster on a wheel feeling where they're just doing all these tasks, but they're not getting the fulfillment that they need out of it. So what we do then is we look at their to-do list and we think about what are the emotions that come up around these items for you? And the emotions don't even have to make sense. So for example, I was working with you know an executive that for whatever reason was just stalling on getting his grocery shopping done, just couldn't do it. Really silly, right? He can do all these high powered things, but struggling with the groceries. So we asked him, what are the emotions here on this? And the first thing he said was, this doesn't make any sense, but loneliness. And then when we discovered that he'd been through a divorce, his ex-wife used to do the grocery shopping. And so that errand was actually triggering emotion. Mm. The next step, the good news beyond just getting in touch with loneliness is then it can stimulate you to take the right self-care behaviors. So what he did then was quite simple, just planned a cell phone catch-up call with a buddy during grocery shopping. So then he used that signal of that loneliness to stimulate him to get more social support since that's what he really needed after the divorce. Mm. In terms of efficiency, platform, speed, it's excellent. To have access to some financial tools like plastic is really helpful. We've got to go procure our ingredients. We've got to get them organic certified. We produce the corrugate, cardboard, the packaging, manufacturers. We've got to do a trial run, production run. And we've got to start paying people fast. And we need to pay them with cash or a wire. And plastic comes in and fills that void for us. So can you give me an example of one of your mental shortlists? And what are some of the types of mental shortlists that you typically help some of your clients with? Sure, absolutely. So another kind of hallmark of many high functioning people is that once we get something in our minds, we can be a little bit like a dog with a bone, right? We can be very tenacious and that can be a blessing or a curse. So obviously it's a blessing if, you know, say you're working on a big project and it's all you can think about, you live it and breathe it and that's great. But then what about the day after the project? And if your mind is just kind of auto tracking onto that project, but it's over and then people can feel like a sense of empty or maybe if you go through a breakup and you just can't get that person out of your mind, what you need is a new mental shortlist. So what we do is we create, say, five things that you know are going to be 
good, healthy ways for you to spend your mental energy, whether that be going over your holiday shopping list, starting to think in advance about those things or weekend plans or work projects. But the idea is to come up with five things that you know are actually going to be good, fruitful areas for you to focus on. I compare it kind of like having a fridge full of healthy snacks makes it easier to decline the bag of chips that's calling your name. So it sounds really simple kind of in the moment to think of five things, but when the thought monster strikes, we can go completely mind blank unless we have that actual written list of here are five other things to focus on. It makes it a lot easier to stay off of ruminating when we have something good to pivot onto. Good idea. Good idea. All right. Well, what's what's worry time? I mean, are you re- actually suggesting that people schedule worry time to worry instead of working? Well, I actually am because believe it or not, Melinda, it will make them more productive. So while they are working, instead of having this like little nagging worry voice in the back of their mind, you know, thinking like, oh, well, have you done your last will and trust yet? Or, oh, when's the last time you, you know, checked your roof or whatever, all these little things that can just ping into our minds instead of just trying to either keep them in our working memory or tell ourselves, oh, don't think about that. Just focus on work. The mind doesn't want to really let it go because the mind knows that there is some kernel of logic as to maybe it actually makes sense. So what you do is you have a calendar event called worry time. Some people do it every day for 15 minutes. Some people once a week for an hour, whatever's best for you. And then whenever those little, you know, kind of nagging things pop up, you just put them into the calendar event details. And then once at your appointed time, you sit down and you give those things your full attention when you're actually going to be much more effective on them. And then it really clears the slate for you while you're trying to do other things outside of worry time. Interesting. Interesting. All right. You've sold me. Where can I get a copy of your book, Nervous Energy? Super easy. Nervousenergybook.com. All right. Good stuff. Is it also available on Amazon as well? Is it available yet? Yes, we're burning it up on Amazon. Pre-orders are super strong. We've got sales going all over the globe. So it's everywhere. All right, good stuff. All right, well, thank you so much, Dr. Chloe Carmichael. Thank you all so much for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you want more information about how to start or grow a small business, head over to my blog, succeedasyourownboss.com to get more information. Now, the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. And I'll leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.